Hello, my name is David Ewan, and this is The Brave Hearted from the Resurrection Center. Tonight's message is Stop a Dark Future. This is our message to the men of the Resurrection Center as part of our men's ministry monthly meeting. Again, the message is Stop a Dark Future. So this recording is not done in front of a, a live audience. This is a recording without the side conversation and without the questions and answers. Uh, this is intended to be an abbreviated format of what will be presented at the men's uh, ministry meeting, which is actually one day later from the date of recording. So let's now talk about how to stop a dark future. I'll begin to say that a man's goal is to leave a legacy. It is the work they've been doing as a provider. As a provider, we leave a legacy that indicates a success of what we've done as a provider. That's why men are called the priest of the house. It's because they provide. That's part of the job. So the key word that I'm going to talk about is legacy and provider. Leaving your mark on the world as a man does not simply mean leaving pizza sauce stains on your sofa. That's not the mark on the world that we're going to leave. So let's talk about what humans or what men of years ago were all about. So just as our hunter and gatherer ancestors knew, uh, they knew the value of picking up scraps off the ground so as to not attract scavengers or other predators, so too should you be versed in the importance of cleaning properly and leaving the right trail behind. That is the legacy. Clean up our mess and leave the right message behind. That's what the legacy is. And we do this, we start propelling yourself into adulthood and picking up a good quality mop. We mop up our mistakes. And we take ownership and be the provider that we are called to be so that we can leave a legacy. Let me give you an example. If you have children, your children are your legacy. Be responsible by being a provider so that they can represent the legacy you left behind. I'll give another example. The people you touch are a legacy. Be responsible by providing to their needs. Maybe it's done by education, the hands-on skills and people skills. Maybe it's through ministry, spiritual growth and faith development and more. Uh, maybe it's by providing a path or offering encouragement or leading away from danger. This is how we can leave a legacy. So let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. We know about dinosaurs because they left big footprints behind. What footprints do you plan to leave behind? The pizza stain on the sofa will get washed away, so that won't even be remembered. How will you be remembered? If you are remembered, then you've lived a life worth mentioning. That's your legacy. We remember Jesus, don't we? Okay, so let's talk about one of the things you can do. You can be a provider with home finance skills. The time will come when a futon and an improvised coffee table made from a piece of plywood and cinder blocks simply will not do. Buying a car, new furniture, and all, of course, a home will all require the acquisition of credit, your FICA score. 
As any financial astute gentleman will tell you, knowing your credit score is one of the most essential skills for surviving in our modern consumer culture. We don't live in an agricultural type economy. Our modern consumer culture involves finances. That's what we harvest, finances. And so that's why it is important to know how well we're doing it. We measure it by our credit score. We have an old brain design that hasn't changed in thousands and thousands of years. I mentioned in a previous meeting, our brains, our physical brain, it wasn't designed to make us happy. It was designed to make us survive. That means to solve problems. Yes, just knowing how to bring down a mammoth and running away from a saber-toothed tiger was essential 10,000 years ago. Well, checking your credit score today, it's all about survival, so it's not much different. So as men, we are providers for our household. We need to solve problems. It's part of our job as providers. What do problem solvers do? They look for problems and solve them. That causes stress. That is why our brains are not designed to make us happy. We're solving problems. So this is what we need to do. We need to change our way of thinking. Our mindset needs to be renewed. How do we do that? Well, Romans 12, chapter 12, I should say, verse 2. So that's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The scripture reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. In other words, what God wants you to do. Okay? So let's talk about being a communicator. Regardless of how strong or masterful you may be in the art of fighting, a real man will always try diplomacy and stern persuasion to calm down an escalating situation. Knowing how to simmer the tempers down or break up a fight will make you a leader. A person who is in anguish and is not thinking clearly, that's not a leader. So this is kind of like when all the male gorillas stop their shenanigans when the alpha male gorilla walks in. Okay, so let's talk about some steps of reaching goals. Okay, let's have a clear mindset. See, if I give you steps to reaching goals, this is how our brains are designed, how to solve problems. I'm going to tell you how to solve problems. And what I'm about to say sounds obvious. And, uh, but what's not obvious is our action to follow through with it. So this is a reminder. Okay. So the first one is to write down your goal, scribble it down, get your goal out of your imagination and onto a piece of paper. This then becomes a statement of intent. That's the first step. That's an action. You've done an action. The first step is to write it down. The process of writing down your goal forces the subconscious to accept the commitment you have made to work towards your target. Okay, so you've written the goal. Number two, set a deadline. Set a target date by which you will complete your goal. If your goal is larger, more complicated challenge, break it down into smaller steps and determine a deadline for each separate step. Put these important dates into your diary or computerized planner, however it may be. Put it on your phone. Okay? The third one 
is work on your mindset. We read Romans chapter 12, verse 2 before. So you can begin to work on your mindset long before you could tackle your first goal. Develop a positive glass half full instead of half empty approach to every aspect of your life, including your thoughts and about how you will achieve your goals. Read inspirational books like the Bible. Okay, that's what it's there for. We learn good messages, great learnings from the Bible. Hang out with other motivated people, not people who drag you down. And also believe in your abilities. Believe you can do it. Um, work on your at, your own attitude at every opportunity. This should remain a lifelong process. It's not easy, but manageable. But most importantly, the right thing to do. There's more ideas too. Um, let's look at number four. Develop your skill set. This is your toolbox for life. Okay, the Bible is is the first thing, but let's let's talk about some other things. It is very possible that a new goal will necessitate learning a new skill or will require some form of personal growth. Figure out what new knowledge you will need or what new skills you will have to develop. Find the best source of gaining this knowledge and invest wisely to develop the assets you need. What are some other things you can do? Could it be the church events? The experiences there in the congregations? How about on-the-job training? How about your life experiences, the school of hard knocks? Or just being with good-minded people? Maybe tech training or university or some other type of formalized training. And there's so much more. Um, let's talk about some three things. I'm going to talk about what you really have. There's social services, banks, and companies. Let me tell you about social services, banks, and companies. Your job, you can get fired or laid off. The children, your children, the Department of Social Services can remove them from you. Your house, you can lose that, foreclosure or eviction. Your car, it can be repossessed or stolen. So you can have your job, your children, your house, or your car taken away from you. But no one can take away your education. Always be in learning mode. It's true when they say knowledge is power. Acquire your ammunition. The use of knowledge is wisdom. That means experience. An investment in experience results in wisdom. So first you need the knowledge. Using the knowledge you get experience. And that experience all combined, that's wisdom. That means you make better decisions, wiser decisions. So with wisdom, you become a man. A boy does what he wants to do. It's fun. A man does what he has to do. It gets results. A man with wisdom doing what must be done is one who gets results. Do you want results? You're not alone in your quest for wisdom. I'll give you three scriptures. I'll tell you what they are, and then I'll read them. The first one is Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. The next one is Philippians 4, 13. And after that, it's Proverbs 16, 3. Let me first read Isaiah 41, 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Now, let me go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And finally, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Okay, remember, a man does what he has to do to get results. That's all I wanted to talk about, step four. Now let me go to step five. Step five, take the first step. It is important not to procrastinate. The moment when real action is required is often when many goals fall by the wayside. You don't need to wait until everything is just right. Get started now and make adjustments as you go along. Take that first step. What is that first step? Planning. If you wait for the moment when everything is in perfect alignment, you will never get started. The first step is always the hardest one to take. Once you have made a start, the next step will be slightly easier, and the one after that easier, and again, so on and so forth. Try to make your first step an easy one to commit to. This will encourage you to make it as soon as possible so you quickly begin the journey towards achieving your goal. Let's go to number six. Continue to completion. The path to the ultimate completion of your goal is unlikely to be a straight and simple one. Do not give up when you encounter the first or any subsequent obstacles. Always keep the end result in focus. Maintain your excitement and enthusiasm and keep moving forward. See each difficulty as you meet as an opportunity for learning and growth. Commit to doing at least one thing every day that will move you a little closer to your goal. Do not halt this forward progress until your end result has been achieved. Now let me talk about number seven. Number seven is to reward yourself. When you complete your goal, it is important to reward yourself for this achievement. It makes the brain think more positively. Look back over your accomplishments and enjoy the satisfaction that success brings. This will train the subconscious mind to focus on activities that produce successful results. Once you have enjoyed your reward, set your next goal. Don't stop. Set your next goal. Make it bigger and more challenging than the last. For example, my wife and I, we go to restaurants. That's our reward. And our conversation is based on the good things that God has provided in our lives. Yep, that's weekly usually after church. One time we bumped into uh, to some people who were doing the same thing as well. Now, let's stay focused. This is number eight, stay focused. We can all have goals, but to be a top achiever, you must be focused. You must know, understand, and follow these basic skills for setting and attaining your goals every time. I wish you good luck with whatever your goals are set. May they be achieved in the finest of style. Do it with the most abundant blessings. Number nine, this is important. Make it happen. How do you do that? How do you really make personal accountability work for you? Wouldn't it be easy if there were just some switch you could just flip? An easy button, like you see at Staples? That was easy. You Wouldn't it be easy if we had that easy button that you could push? Maybe an app you could just use. Well, there really is a flipping magical switch app button. It's called making a choice and acting on it. Just do it. You have the choice to fulfill your aspirations or wallow in the blame game and victim cycle. True success doesn't come from the outside, but from within. 
There is no wizard or magic. That doesn't exist. Taking greater personal accountability is the key to succeeding in everything you do. It's a good thing to take responsibility. Let me show you Romans chapter 5 verse 3. Again, that's Romans chapter 5 verse 3. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Number 10. This is tough. you got to want it more than you don't want it. Everything will exact a certain price from you. Energy, effort, patience, resources. It's natural to want the good things in life without paying the price. You want to lose weight, but you don't want to exercise or sacrifice your favorite foods. You want a promotion, but you don't want to put in the extra hours. Success comes when you hit a tipping point and begin to desire your goal more than you dread the cost of reaching it. You have to climb that hill. Number 11. Number 11. Above all else, keep God centered in your life. Keep God centered in your life. Let's take a look at, uh, oh, what is it? Four scriptures, five scriptures. Let me first do 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever, or whatsoever ye do, all to the glory of God. Mark chapter 12 verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Romans. 1136. Everything is from him and by him and for him. Glory belongs to him forever. Amen. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. John, chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should be, should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And so on and so forth. Okay? The last one, number 12. Let's talk about God in your relationships. And this part is going to be presented by our guest speaker, but I'll give you the headings in this recorded. Um, the first one is trust. The second one is communication. The third one is keep God centered in your lives. Our guest speaker will talk more about that. My name is David Ewan for The Bravehearted, and this is The Resurrection Center.